Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alt Left. It is Drew and myself, Chris, tonight. Uh, Kay is out at work. Um, and um, we're going to go ahead and cover uh, what everyone's talking about. And um, t- we are actually recording this on Friday evening. We're going to go ahead and cover the police body cam footage from Memphis of Tyree Nichols and the killing and murder of him. Yeah, I just finished watching the video, I don't know, about a half hour ago, and I'm still processing it. Yeah, same. Um, it is It is as bad as I feared. And just in case anybody doesn't want to watch it, which I understand, if you're up for it and you think you can handle it, you should because you should see exactly what they did to him and how, and you should get mad about it. But if you can't, that's also okay. Your mental health matters. And so it's it's uh, a couple different clips. Um, one of them is actually the initial stop um where they first pull him over and it's pretty bad it's it's really it backs up what the police chief said which is there was pretty much no evidence for why they pulled him over the cops put in their report that it was reckless driving uh you don't see any of that It, it starts off and they just literally hit their lights jump out and they immediately jump out of the car with their guns drawn out of nowhere Uh, They pull him over in the middle of the street. Don't even try to get the car to pull over to the side. They just run up behind him, hit him with the lights, and then jump out with guns drawn, start screaming at him, telling him to get the fuck on the ground, um, drag him out. I mean, at one point, he even actually, um, he even says like something like, you know, you guys are, you guys are doing a lot here. What's going on? You know, they pull him out. Um, The cop actually says at one point, like, bitch, put your hands behind your back before I break them. Um, And that's what he says. Then he says, you guys are doing a lot right now. I'm on the ground. And they threaten to tase him. They pepper spray him. I mean, they just immediately go straight to violence. They they don't wait for him to comply. They just drag him out and immediately begin manhandling him, threatening him. And he takes off. He runs. Um, he runs for his fucking life. And you can kind of understand why. Um, he tr- actually tried to comply. Again, he even said, like, I'm out of the car. I'm on the ground. Like He was trying to comply. And they immediately were just taking him down. And I'll give you the CNN breakdown, which is very accurate. And it's a couple, again, there's the first camera, which is just the initial stop. And then there's the second footage, which is from a street pole. Someone actually had mounted a private camera on a street Uh, pole. I actually looked into that. It's not a private camera. That's a police camera. Oh, it's a police camera. I thought it was a private one. No, it's one of their cameras. Hmm. So it's a police camera. Yeah, so there is footage. Yeah, there's footage later in the the pole cam that I do want to talk about, but go on. Yeah, so there's pole cam footage, and then there's the third video which again shows them from the from the body cam perspective of them beating him to death. And here here's the CNN breakdown if you don't want to watch it I understand. Uh, it says, you know, one camera, a remotely controlled pole-mounted camera in a neighborhood where officers caught a fleeing Nichols after an initial confrontation shows Nichols being hit by officers at least nine times without visible provocation. When the camera first turns towards the scene, an officer is shown shoving Nichols hard to the pavement with a knee or a leg. Nichols is pulled up by his shoulders and then kicked in the face twice. After being pulled up into a sitting position, Nichols is hit in the back with what appears to be a nightstick. Uh, actually, by the way, it is a collapsible baton, which you can see in the third video. Yeah. Uh, after being pulled to his knees, Nichols is hit again. Once pulled to his feet, the video shows officers hitting Nichols in the face multiple times while his hands are restrained behind his body. 
after which he falls to his knees. Less than a minute later, an officer appears to kick Nichols. More than three minutes after the encounter is first seen on camera, officers let go of Nichols and he rolls on his back. One minute later, Nichols is dragged along the pavement and propped up in a sitting position against the side of a car where he's largely ignored by officers for the next three and a half minutes. Ten minutes into the video, a person who appears to be a paramedic finally engages Nichols. So that is the that is the basic breakdown. And again, if you don't want to watch it, it's, it's really brutal, I understand. If you do, you'll see that that is an understatement. Um, they chase him down. And again, he is just beaten no matter what he does. They, they, they pepper spray him. Um, they, you know, cops are literally, they're, several of the cops are holding him while the other ones are giving him kicks to the face, kicking him in the body. Um, at one point they hold him up by his arms and they keep screaming. One of the things that, that really struck me was it's a, it's a typical tactical cops will do is they'll kind of do the things like, you know, stop resisting, stop resisting. They'll scream it really loud. Even if you're not just to try to make the public and anybody listening or anybody hearing make it seem as if you are resisting the cops and they keep saying that they give me your hands give me your hands give me your fucking hands they've got his hands behind his back like they have him completely restrained and there's like five cops on top of this dude and he's not a big dude he's not high he's not drunk he is a skinny dude who is just running for his life and there's five giant cops on him restraining him and beating the shit out of him and at one point they actually pick him up by the arms and the shoulders and another cop just does a fucking haymaker right into his face, just knocks his jaw off. And then another another one who had pepper sprayed him was mad at pepper spraying himself. Like the pepper spray backed up into his eyes. And the body cam perspective is actually from that cop. And the pepper spray is in his eyes. And he's like, oh, motherfucker. And he's all mad and whatever. And then he pulls out his baton and comes over and has the other cops hold him up while he takes the baton to him. While he's being restrained and held. Uh, then they finally throw him on the ground and leave him. Then, yeah, they drag him to the car and have him sitting up. And, uh, yeah, he's screaming for his mom and all that stuff originally. And he stopped. He's, he's not saying anything anymore. They've literally beaten him into submission. And then by the time other cops ba- and backup arrive, they're, they're shining lights on him and laughing. It's like, oh, look, he's high as a kite. And no, he's been beaten to death. Yeah. The common refrain when they're talking to each other is he's on something. He was strong as fuck. Uh, just that sort of thing over and over again. And that's always something to give themselves cover later as to why they use the force that they did. Yep. And the thing that really struck me was later on, on, uh, I think it was video four, there's a, a call that comes in where they say that they have somebody else in custody from this stop. And one of the officers uh, just looks kind of dumbfounded, and then they all kind of huddle up and they start getting their story straight. And also during the uh, poll cam footage, uh, one of the things that struck me was there was a couple of times where there's a cop, he's standing at the back of the police car, he's looking at Tyree, and he's got a flashlight in the back of his hand, and he's just flicking it on and off in the direction of the camera. So they knew that the camera was there, and they wanted to uh, obscure what the, and whatever it was they were doing at that time. Yeah, which is another common tactic, is shining lights into cameras. Yeah, that's uh, that's why it's important to note that this was a police camera. This wasn't on uh, somebody's home camera. They knew it was there. And actually, what surprised me about watching the poll cam footage is just how quickly and slowly it moves and pans around to the arrest itself and then zooms in a little bit on it to give as clear of a footage as it does. Yeah, I was actually surprised at that. I, I didn't know that was a police camera. And it actually surprises me that it wasn't malfunctioning. But yeah, it's it's really bad. Again, we are recording this on Friday night right after the footage is released. So whatever happens over the weekend, who knows? You'll get this on Monday. 
So far, there's protests on the 55. Um, and of course, the usual cops and the president is urging for calm, you know, after the police are out murdering people. Um, the response must be calm and peaceful. And, you know, the family has come out at, I'm sure, some kind of urging to say it's not what he would have wanted. And it's another thing I want to talk about. Is I'm, I'm just so fucking sick of these calls for calm. Being calm doesn't stop this ever. No, it doesn't. Being calm just gives permission and it allows this sort of thing to be ignored and to happen again and again. Yeah, they need to burn down the Memphis police station. That would send a message. I don't think they will. Uh, Memphis was already ready for this. The mayor and the police chief have already been working to basically lock the city down. I mean, they're, they're, they've shut, the protesters have shut down the 55, but the cops were already ahead of that. They knew that. They were already trying to divert traffic away from it. I, I always wonder when it'll happen. You know, when, you know, we've had Trayvon Martin, we've had, you know, we've, we've had names that stick around, you know, you know, George Floyd really hit a chord. And I've just wondered when we would have another absolute ridiculous affront to humanity where people would actually give a shit because now that now that Trump's not in power anymore, no one actually wants to care anymore. But you should. We, ha we have a president power who literally has come on camera and said, no, how dare you defund the police? You need to give more funding to the police. And he's another law and order Democrat. And this is what you get. This is this is the fruits of that tree. And so everyone who's being told to stay calm, stop being calm. Start getting fucking mad. I will be out this weekend uh, and I'm on the other side of the country. And I don't know. I just I'm I'm always I can never tell what aggravates me more. Um, you know, the people who are on the side of the cops or the people who pretend they're not and just urge everyone to protest peacefully and to have your voices heard online. And Well, having known you for well over a decade now, I can tell you it's probably the latter that bothers you more. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I much prefer the dragon breathing fire that you can see a mile away than the complacent people who oppose everything you do but say they're your friend i hate the white moderate much like king did and it's the indifference that yeah i find that galling as well i i don't know anybody who can watch this and still be on the side of the cops uh, especially in this case if for no other reason like tomorrow you can say no most cops are fine these are just a few bad apples i understand that i don't agree with it but i understand that point of view but i don't know how anybody could look at this video and not get completely pissed off and agree for once that yes the cops just very clearly went too far i don't know how there are I still mean, i think that, that alone argue. is an understatement yes obviously i my my emotions are kind of raw over the whole thing so i'm just trying to parse as much as i can but uh, i I find it mind-boggling that there would be anybody who could say that, no, this was necessary, this was right, this was a proper use of force, he should have just complied. I I just, I can't wrap my head around anybody who would actually make that argument. And they will make that argument. I've been reading comments online all day in anticipation of this, and it's been that rhetoric over and over. Well, yeah, if you had just complied, everything would have been fine. I think these. I, I think you will see that online. You will see the obvious racists come out and the bootlickers come out and say the police did nothing wrong or it's a few bad apples or blah blah blah. But I don't think that's going to be most. I think the way you're going to see the bootlickers spin this, like the way we're going to see Tucker Carlson spin this, right, 
he's gonna guarantee, and I'm predicting this. It is Friday. The video hasn't. The video just dropped. The you know the talking heads haven't gone over it yet. But I guarantee what he's gonna do is he's going to immediately launch into a, into a bad apples argument. He's not going to support the cops. He's not going to say what they did was right uh, because that's too much. Uh, he's going to come out and say that the proper way to deal with it is to let the DA handle it and let justice and the courts have their say and let let you know let justice prevail. And Antifa is going to come out here and burn cities to the ground and people are going to protest and people are going to say all cops and this is a problem and this is why you can't trust radicals like Biden. And, and I think that's where they're going to spin it is that is that whether or not the cops are right or wrong, the outrage is what is so offensive. I think that's where you're going to see the majority of this going to. Yeah, and I can agree with that. Um, I actually would be surprised if he even mentions the cops at all. I think he will actually try and pivot to something else, either his old standby of immigration. Uh, I know yesterday he was talking about uh, the U.S. should invade Canada to overthrow the dictator Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I think I think he's actually going to try and pivot to something else and not even talk about it, or if he's forced to talk about it, I think he's just going to right out of the gate say, this is Biden's America. This is what he's created. Yeah, I, I am uh, of the firm belief that he's he is going to have to talk about it. I don't think he's going to be able to pivot. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. He is going to say this is Biden's America. Uh, all the destruction you see is what the Democrats are pushing out there, what the dangerous liberals and Antifa is doing. That, I think, is where you're going to see it go. Again, I think he's also probably there are a lot of talking heads are going to make the same point of, well, all these cops are black. So I'm tired of hearing Black Lives Matter and that this is racism and all of that. They're going to immediately pivot to the fact that all these cops who did this were black, which, of course, makes you wonder, is that the reason they were all fired so quickly? Who knows? Um, I actually don't think so. Um, I, I, I am a firm belief that actually it's done because the video is so appalling and times have changed in the last couple of years where now it only looks worse if you don't do something quick. So I actually am not so sure. I could be wrong, but it doesn't feel to me. I feel if they were white cops, it wouldn't have been much different. I think the, the race has far more to do in policing. I think if this had been a white suspect, it would have been different. Not if they've been co if the cops have been white. I, I would agree with you for the most part. I do think for a certain, to a certain extent, uh, the fact that uh, they were fired as quickly as they were, so they don't really have any union coverage now and were arrested as quickly as they were. I think you could certainly make the argument that it was partially because they were black. Because yeah, because the think, police union hasn't said a word. Yeah, and the fact that they haven't said uh, issued anything or had said that now is not a time for judgment or the usual nonsense that the police union always says, I think that is telling. I think they hung these cops out to dry. I would hesitate to say that it was because they were black. I would say we have to wait until it happens again. And unfortunately, we all know it's going to happen again. Oh, yeah. To see whether or not a new pattern or a new paradigm has been established. And I will give credit to the uh, Shelby County DA, who did act fairly swiftly to actually arrest these oh, five cops. This... Uh, the investigation has only been going on for three weeks, which is extraordinarily quick for anyone. Uh, this DA, yeah, IA investigations, DA investigations usually take months minimum. Yeah, and uh, this DA, his name is Stephen Mulroy. He uh, was actually only recently elected to the job. He's only been on the job for four months. He ran on a platform of criminal justice reform. He ran on a platform of uh, more restorative justice and holding police accountable and also ran on a platform of uh, 
further diversifying the DA's office to actually help uh, represent the city a little bit more. So I will give him credit for acting as quickly as he did. And I think that actually has a lot to do with why they were arrested. Of course, they're all currently out on bail, which would not have happened to anyone who wasn't a cop. Yeah, it is funny how they were. I mean, and to be fair, to be accurate, their bond, they did really get, they didn't get released on their own reconnaissance. Their bonds were high dollar. You know, they're on like, I think, 30 and $50,000 bonds. Uh, it was two of them are out on 350000 The other three oh, are six out figures, on two, sorry. Yeah, the other two, no, the other three are out on 250 so yes, they are they're high bonds, but I don't think they would have even been offered bonds if they weren't cops. I actually agree. People who commit murder in the middle of the night typically don't. And again, I I, I hate devil's advocate. I hate siding with them. Um, but it's also a high profile case where everyone in the country knows these guys. So it's like in all reality, they're not a flight risk. And that really is actually supposed to be the point of bonds. And I actually completely disagree with cash bonds, period. Oh, no argument here. But the point is supposed to be that so you show up in court. It's so that you don't leave town. That is the point of a bond. And these guys aren't going anywhere. You know, they're not, they're, again, they're not a flight risk to Sweden. It, it, that's not a, a question. So, again, it, it comes down to, I agree, they shouldn't be bailed out on bonds. But if we're going to talk about what the actual purpose of bonds is supposed to be, it is fitting for them. Um, personally, I think cash bonds are absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think it should be if you are a flight risk, you get held in jail. If you're not, you get released. Um, or if you're a danger to society. So, for instance, these cops who have a shit ton of connections and even though they're fired are still sworn peace officers, they can still conceal weapons, that kind of thing. Um, they shouldn't be out on bond um, until these charges are, are finalized. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm not shocked at all. And I do agree. If someone had gone around, if someone had just, if a group of people had gone out in the street, dragged a man out of his car and beat him to death, they would not be out on bond. That's how I danced around agreeing with you for a minute and a half. <laughs> you are quite good at vamping. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is, I mean, again, I am, I know we're, we're, we're chuckling and making light. I, 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 there's not a lot to say here. This is, this is the typical now. This is, you know, everyone wants to make, um, you know, I keep hearing, you know, about how many mass shootings we've had. And that's also a fucking problem. But I just can't help but always feel that this is the biggest problem we have. This is the largest problem we have. And again, I'm the first one to say the number one issue to be tackled is fucking Nazis and fascists. But like, I mean, cops. But this is the biggest issue we have in this country. We have an organized police force that engages in constant, repeatable crimes against humanity across the entire body politic definitely racially biased but even white people get murdered by cops when they shouldn't be it happens way less and that's its own problem but we have an armed police force around the country who murders without remorse without consequence i mean the fact that the cop who just murdered george floyd on a camera went to prison surprised everyone yeah that was very shocking but that's the thing. It's like we're watching cold-blooded murder happen, and we're still shocked that any justice even happened to them. And it's like, again, do you really think that these pigs would be charged if we didn't have video of them? I mean, that's that's the part that that horrifies me. You know, it's kind of the um, – I forgot who said it, the, that famous quote of, you know, I've never been concerned with the size and weight of Einstein's brain, but how many Einsteins we have lost to working in mines and fields. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like – how many cops have gotten away with murder because there wasn't video footage? 
like just, I mean, think about it. the number of horrifying crimes and absolute killing sprees these guys have gone on in the modern era. I'm not talking about slave patrols. I'm not talking about, you know, not either the early 20th century, you know, cops killing fucking Pinkertons and strikers. I mean, in the last 50 years, how many do you think have gotten away because there wasn't direct video footage? I mean, the cops got off fucking Rodney King. Oh, yeah. And uh, that is one of the, I guess, good things about the highly digital age that we're in and the age of surveillance that we're in. Not the, It's not a dystopian nightmare, but at the very least, it can be actually turned against the state once in a while. Yeah. And not enough. That, but yes, you're right. Once in a while. Uh, yeah. That, obviously not enough. I mean, honestly, the police should be afraid all the time that they're on, on camera and they should act accordingly. Yeah. And, and again, for anybody who says like, well, yeah, but it's a few bad apples. What are you going to do? It's like, you you can't abolish the police, replace them with what? It's like, policing is new. We didn't used to have cops. This is a new thing. You know, the, the, the British invented modern policing to keep strikers at bay because the lords literally turned up the the fucking common lands and charged rents and everyone moved into the cities had to work in abysmal conditions they started fucking rioting all the time because they were all dying and they invented police that's the bobbies that's where that comes from and then immediately the united states picked up the thing was like hey we should really do something about stopping all these escaping slaves And it was brought through slave patrols and then through the Civil War, it became policing in the modern era. And then they enforced Jim Crow and then they stopped strikes. And like that's and until the 20s, policing wasn't even a public institution. It was a private institution paid for by factory owners. They were a private militia. Woodrow Wilson, the son of a bitch, is everything wrong he did. At least the one thing he did was he made policing a public profession paid for by taxes so that could not protect specific elite industries, right? Now, again, don't give him any credit. Woodrow Wilson's the reason the Klan is back. Fuck that guy. But (laughs) Hitler was nice to dogs. Terrible, awful people could do something nice once in a while. And that was one of the things he did. And until then, we didn't even have public police. It's like, you got to remember, like, we've literally only had public policing for a hundred fucking years. It hasn't needed to occur. Yeah, up until that point in smaller municipalities, it it was local forces, even if it was something in the public good. Uh, Like the New York City Police Department was one of the first ones that was a professional police force. Same with the Boston Police Department. It was the first one. Those police departments were some of the first ones that were paid for with local taxes to serve the public, not just serve corporate interests. Up until that point, it had just been like town marshals or town sheriffs or people that were in control of a county, but uh, there wasn't the same institutionalized police force that there is now. Yes. And again, we aren't even talking about just a a couple of fucking cops sitting around being paid. I mean, these guys are in fucking tanks. I mean, God, if you watch the video, you see the cars. It reminds me of fucking uh, Robocop. All of their cops are all the cars are these like dark matte fucking, you know, undercover, no light bar, dystopian era looking cop cars. And again, I saw in the in the last video, I did see some marked, not black. I think they were like green and white or blue and white or something. But, you know, for the colloquial black and whites. Yeah, I think those ones were actually the sheriff's department, not uh, these guys. Yeah, but these guys had some fucking scary looking cars. And that's what we get is we have cops covered in armor, carrying UMPs and AR-15s in fucking unmarked 
totalitarian nightmare-looking cars with fucking helicopters, goddamn tanks, grenades, pampers. I mean, they just have everything. They are they are given carte blanche of military equipment and unlimited amount of funding. What do they do with it? Do they test fucking rape kits? Do they actually set up community uh, services? And do they actually attack any roots of crime? No, they respond to crime and make them feel better about their dicks by showing up in a fucking tank with a machine gun. That is what we have. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about disarming the public without disarming the cops first. Like, now, if you want to talk about completely disarming the police nationwide, I will entertain an idea. I'm probably not going to agree with you or go along with it, but I'll hear you out on disarming the public. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Marx's, you know, under no pretext, but I could almost consider at least the logic of that if you're going to completely disarm the police. But that's the main reason I uh, and everyone should be keeping a gun is we have fascists and Nazis who want to come and kill you if you're black, brown, or queer, and we have cops who want to do the same. And until those issues are dealt with, I don't want to hear about disarming the marginalized communities. And this is why. I mean, this is an insane scene we have of just cops using everything they have to tear apart and destroy innocent people who have done nothing wrong. Brianna Taylor, they kicked open her apartment, shot her boyfriend who had, uh, or ki- shot her fiance who had a legal firearm who was protecting his own home because they were in the wrong fucking place, and then murdered her while she slept in her bed. And then arrested this him is, for firing back. Yes, this is the policing we have, and we don't fucking need it. Communities can police themselves. We do not need a modern police force. We just fucking don't. And if we are going to have some kind of organized crime fighting unit, let it be federalized. And let me tell you, I'm not a fan of the FBI. Trusting the fucking idiots in every bumfuck town and even big cities like Memphis. I just, I don't, it's, the unaccountability is insane. No, I agree. And I also agree with the notion of if we are going to continue to have a police force, it does need to have federal oversight and even federal training. I agree with you as well with the FBI because they've always been essentially just a, another counterterrorism arm of the state. And I do hesitate to say that there will never be a need for police. I would envision a world where in the few times that there is crime, and there's always going to be crime, you're never going to eliminate it entirely no matter what reforms come along. I think there, uh, there will always be a need for, like at the very least, detective work. Uh, Look at the United Kingdom, for example. The way that their police work goes is when you're at the academy, you are either trained to be a patrolman or you're trained to be a detective because they are two very, very different uh, strategies. And they're two very different uh, um, professions. So it's very different than how it is here. Like uh, the Detectives Bureau in the LAPD, they're still uniformed officers. That's their own division. And they actually rotate in and out between plainclothes and uniform patrol. And they still go through just the same academy training. I think if we're going to have a police force, something like that, where you've got detectives and maybe something like a constable, I can kind of see that and kind of argue for that. But I also agree, in order to ever get to that point, there needs to be massive reforms and massive, basically, you need to tear the whole thing down and try building it up again. Yeah, but even then, it would still require the the complete dissolution of what we have now. And... 
I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that process because who who would re, who would train them? The current cops? I mean, you'd have to get rid of everyone and completely revamp it, and it would have to have. I mean, I would if you're going to have to have some kind of professional police force, right? First of all, the majority of the funding needs to be going to social programs and establishing the attacking the roots of crime because oh, absolutely. If we put the police budget into actually ending homelessness, poverty, and drug addiction, we wouldn't have fucking crime. Like, crime is a symptom. Uh, again, it depends on the crime. We're talking, I'm talking about, like, you know, theft, most violent crimes, that kind of thing, are an absolute symptom of, of a broken capitalistic system. Yes, you will still occasionally get someone who blows someone away because they walk in on someone fucking their spouse. That happens. There will still be crazies or problems. But there's such a minority, they're so easy to fucking deal with. What we need to end is patrolling. We need to stop having a bunch of juiced up fucking fascists rolling around in tanks looking for problems. That's what needs to end. Um, it's yeah, a big I fucking problem. Agree with that. Yeah. Broken windows, policing, and traffic stops are what lead to most murders like this. Um, and there's no need for it. There just is no fucking need for it. It doesn't need to happen at all. And it is a disgusting mindset that makes you think it's necessary. So, yeah, I would need to see housing programs get put in and police budgets be tiny. And they need people who simply respond to emergencies and big problems and don't go patrolling looking for trouble. You could cut police forces in half. You could cut their funding down to minuscule amounts. Get rid of the military equipment they carry. They do not fucking need them. Um. And maybe you could talk about having a police force that I, I could stomach, but anything like what we have now is is a complete no-go. Um, abolish the fucking police. We do not need them. They don't exist for a reason. They exist to protect capital and the capitalistic class, and that is what they are here for. They are here to harass, bother, raise funds on p crimes and penalties, punish the poor, harm the working class, and uphold the protection and safety of private property. Yeah, and you won't get an argument from me on any of those points. My main point was just simply that, like you say, there are going to be occasionally be things that, and yes, I totally agree that they're outliers, but crime is always going to happen. And yes, you at first, if you attack the root causes of basically every crime, then you can get things down to almost zero. And then you can have a small forest to take care of the outliers. Yeah, I and, can see that. And that's that would be what I would envision as being the police. Uh, uh, police. I mean, it would be something closer to Mayberry, which, you know, is about the best sort of cop that you can white have. people protecting white people. Eh, I, well, <laughs> I would argue that uh, even within the show, and yes, it takes place in the South during a, an era of segregation. Andy Griffith was always very adamant about uh, putting black actors onto a show and not uh, having it be a minstrel show. Yeah, no, Andrew Griffith is actually a pretty good dude. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, obviously, the, the entire concept of a good old boy sheriff who doesn't even carry a gun and just basically keeps the peace because everybody respects him, that would be the ideal, and obviously it's never going to be workable until we change a whole lot of shit in this country. Absolutely. And, and and that is the bigger issue. It's not it's not even whether or not police should exist, that kind of thing. Because we can we can go back and forth on that all day and find nuance of where we agree or not, or anybody can. What is just so blanketly obvious is that the modern system that we have now is absolutely fundamentally destroyed. Uh it is I mean, I don't want to say it's broken because again, it's operating exactly as it was intended. 
policing was intended and started to catch runaway slaves and return property. It was then used to kill and murder, assassinate and beat strikers and protect uh, private industry. And now it is used to keep a modern slave force in place in our prison system for labor and to protect the private property of the wealthy and uphold white supremacy. That is the purpose of policing. And so therefore, it needs to be taken down and completely dismantled. I don't know what the answer to our current predicament is, but we have a cultural problem in this country. Because that's what it really is, is we have an absolute culture of fucking cop worship. This country loves cops. This country loves violence. uh, It loves racism. It loves systems of white supremacy. And I mean, don't get me wrong, most Western nations do. But America in particular, this is this is the fruits of of our slave empire. And we never I've said this before in the show, we've never come to terms with the Civil War. It never actually ended. It just got put on pause. No, it ended. It ended with a southern victory, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, you can make that argument. You know, the South did come back in with absolutely no um, no particular no consequences. But yeah. Yeah, I never made reparations. But I mean, I, I don't know. I would say the North won because the North were slavers too. There was actually a, there's a really good quote, Frederick Douglass. I'm going to paraphrase him here. Uh, but Frederick Douglass had this great quote where he said, if the, the South was, the Civil War was absolutely about slavery um, and both sides were fighting for it, is the South was fighting to keep slavery out of the Constitution and the North was fighting to keep control of slavery. Because yeah, you got to remember, true. Lincoln only ended slavery in the rebel states. He kept in the North. You know, most people don't know this. New York State was the last state to abolish slavery. Not Texas. Texas was the last state of the Confederacy. New York was the last state to abolish slavery. Slaves were held in the North after the war. So, so this idea that Lincoln is the great emancipator is an outright lie. Lincoln was a fan of slavery. Uh, I mean, he's even quoted as saying things like the white man, the Negro will never be able to inhabit the same soil as equals because they are not. Um, He actually wanted to deport all liberated slaves to Liberia, thought segregation was fucking awesome. He was never going to give the vote to black people. He, He had no interest in any of that shit. He simply wanted to keep the union together. So I would actually argue that, no, the Union still won because they got their way. Uh, They got to keep the Union together, and they still got to keep slavery. And now it is simply transferred into criminal slavery, which when when you have an absolutely racist police force and a racist justice system, it becomes chattel slavery all over again. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I'll agree with that. But I don't, I, 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 you know, again, short of violent revolution, I don't know what the answer is. Um... I don't I don't fucking have one. I'm looking for someone smarter than me to come up with one. But calls to be peaceful and calmer ones I will have no respect for. Um, and I will have no respect for any lawmakers right now, especially Democrats uh, like Biden, who will go up there and tell everyone to be calm and keep funding the police because the Republicans aren't the problem because anyone who thinks the cops are out of line are already opposed to them. The Democrats and the liberals who don't want to see a broken window and think that that's just as bad is the problem and allow the indifference, the allowing this system of white supremacy and murder of people of color is the problem. And as long as we all want to keep our culture and system and nation and police forces alive and kicking, then you are enabling white supremacy all over again. Yeah. And so we're going to continue to enable white supremacy. I, we as a country, like not like you and me or yes. people on our side of the aisle. We as Americans. Yeah, we as Americans. And that's the Democrats' job. Their, their party is working as intended. They're there to be the token opposition to say, hey, stop that. 
and then the Republicans are just going to do whatever they want anyway. And Biden will say, no, this is wrong. And then he'll accept some sort of compromise because he's a uniter. And uh, then things are just not going to change. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you said, token opposition is the right term. It is there to pacify those who are opposed. That is its real job. That token opposition is what is crucial here, is it is there to pacify. It is to everyone who goes, oh my God, this is a terrible thing. I'm going to vote blue and feel better about myself and not cause any trouble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually talk about this with my boss a lot because it's oftentimes just her and I in the uh, shop in the afternoon. And uh, I have been slowly radicalizing her more and more away from <laughs> even just being a Democrat, more towards being a bit more revolutionary. That's actually really good. Um, I like that. Yeah, I was actually talking to a good friend of mine who is an ex-cop for all the right reasons. And she was even saying when when we were discussing this, she goes, this feels almost personal, like that they would take this guy out and do this. And maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, but that was her that was her first impression of it. Um, and who knows? It could be. It could also, again, just be cops found a black guy. And again, anybody who wants to say but they were five black cops you got to remember that when you're a cop your race is blue yeah they're cops first yeah they are always cops first black brown white it doesn't matter all cops uphold the same fascist system of white supremacy and they all back each other up regardless they do not care um again i can't remember his name there was a case you got this is like five six years ago maybe more I remember there was a case where someone recorded on their cell phone footage, a cop kick, a guy got pulled over and he jumps out of the car and he runs and the white cop pulls out a gun and shoots him in the back, killing him. Then when oh, his yeah, backup yeah, arrives, that. it's a black cop. He gets out. First thing he does, plant a fake gun on the guy's body. Oh yeah. And they'll protect themselves. I remember uh, this was also from a few years ago. It was, there was a, an interview with a guy who uh, he was, he had just come back from, I forget if it was Iraq or Afghanistan. So, you know, he was discharged from the military and the uh, there's a revolving door between the military and the police. And so he thought it was a natural fit because when he was in the military, he talked about how he was trained in de-escalation when he was on patrols or when he was manning a sentry post. And in particular, there was a case. He responded to a call. There was a guy, I think he had like a knife or something like that. And so he just talked to him. And he de-escalated the situation. And, you know, the guy said, I'm, I'm afraid you're going to shoot me. And this uh, cop was saying, I'm not going to shoot you. Nothing bad is going to happen. And then two uh, other cops come rolling up, get out of their cars and immediately to shoot him. And then it was the former Marine, this guy who was actually trained in de-escalating situations, who was actually resolving it peacefully, who got fired because he was endangering his fellow cops. Yep. And yeah, anyone who's a veteran will tell you first thing that they're trained in how not to just shoot randomly. You know, they are trained in de-escalation. They are trained to identify targets. They're trained to only use force when absolutely necessary. They, I mean, they're, but in everyone is fast food service workers are better at de-escalation than cops are. Oh, sure. I went through de-escalation training when I was working at one of the big box stores. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I serve, I, you know, my job, I, I serve a very vulnerable population uh, with a lot of issues, and we have to do a lot of de-escalation there. Never had to shoot anyone. If you have an inch of compassion and the slightest mindset that maybe you should help people instead of murdering them, 
it's not that big of a deal. But when you are running around looking for people to hurt and kill, because remember, these are just juiced up dickheads who fucking barely passed high school with Punisher tattoos. That's who we're talking about. These aren't caring individuals. These aren't Andy Griffith of Mayberry. Okay? These are absolute pieces of shit. Think of the worst fucking guy you knew in high school. That, that's what this is. These are date-raping frat boys who are looking to hurt people. That's who our modern police force is. So, do whatever you gotta do, everyone. Keep yourself safe. Uh, keep your family safe. Don't forget to give a shit. Voting blue no matter who doesn't matter. Um, if you are going to attend anything um, about this in public, remember OPSEC, cover your face, cover your tattoos, turn off your cell phone location. Do not text on regular things. Use something encrypted like Signal. Um, only go with comrades you know and trust. And don't get kettled in the streets. Um, if you're not, that's okay too support your local anarchists and socialists out there doing something about it and give them love and sandwiches because the revolution has places for everyone. And I am not going to close us out on our, on our own quote. I'm going to quote close us out with John Lewis um, shortly before he died, where he said, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble necessary trouble.